Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your hosts, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. We're in our midweek show. We're going to start our midweek rant show, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, coming off a loss, we're sitting at two and four. We've got a lot to talk about. Players, coaches, scheme, uh, the season, uh, the trade deadline coming up, uh, the ownership, Jody Allen. All of it is kind of in a conversation as we kind of look uh, forward a little bit, maybe into the crystal ball a little bit as we speculate just a tad, but we're not going to be over the top when we do that because we're just yeah. not those kind of people. And maybe we can kind of get into that to lead the show a little bit. Yeah. Well, and so welcome in. Yeah. So really um, what we're looking at here is, I mean, if you go on Seahawk Twitter, you've got people that are Pete Carroll should be fired right now. Let's it's, it's time to move on. Let's go ahead. And if you're, you know, if, if you're going to be bad, then do it, get, you know, so that he can go. So you can bring in some younger guy that that's, um, not a dinosaur and blah, blah, blah. We're not those guys. Um, you know, Bill and I aren't, it's just not who we are. It's not how we do things. And so what we, what I wanted to start this show with was I'm not going to go down the road of should Pete Carroll be fired or any of that. Cause I just don't think that happens. It's not the right uh, timing for that. Well, even, and even if, it, I mean, if Pete we need Carroll to did, have that conversation, it's probably going to come much later, maybe even yeah. after the season. And given but, his, Given what he's done in Seattle, Pete Carroll will ultimately probably make that decision. He also, like Jody Allen's the only one at this point who could, uh, um, other than Pete Carroll, who can make that decision because John Snyder, the general manager, is like Pete Carroll is his boss. Pete Carroll hired him. Right. Uh, Pete Carroll is also um, like team president. So he oversees. Uh, and I, need to, I need to come out and say this too about Jody Allen. Um, because I've seen this uh, on Twitter. In fact, I had a, a interaction today about ownership and so forth. And just because you don't see Jody Allen out front in front of the franchise does not mean that she's not uh, completely capable. She's not completely aware of everything that's going on with the team, the comings and goings, the decisions that need to be made, the decisions that don't need to be made, the decisions that are left for people that know what they're doing specifically in an organization like the Seahawks. She's hired extremely high-end executives to to run this ship and she pays them very well and she kind of stays out of the way. So for me as a fan, a lifelong fan, I appreciate an owner like that actually. Uh somebody that stays out of the way, doesn't get involved, overly involved. Jerry Jones, thank you. Um and lets people that know what they're doing make the decisions. And that's what's going on right now. So just because you you see that that's you see what you don't see doesn't mean that when the time comes, should that time come, where she needs to be involved and she needs to make decisions, decisions will be made and they will be made swiftly and and decisively. And I'm pretty confident of that. So let's just put that out there right now. But we're not there yet, and so yes, to speculate about all of that is just not our thing. 
and it's not, um, it's not and we'll have plenty of speculation as we go in you know here mm-hmm. and there mode and so forth because that's that's fine and that's okay and we should think about outside the fun. box type stuff and it's fun but to just to be over the top and like just start throwing stuff at the wall to see if it sticks is not really our thing we, we try to come from a place of being realistic and really knowing the franchise knowing Pete Carroll and mm-hmm. John Schneider and the, the way the club operates um, is kind of where we're coming from. So let's just stick to that. Yeah. And so um, to start this discussion is, I mean, this is the extra two and four. They're, they're not a good football team. They're starting quarterbacks out, although really promising news on his recovery and how, how quickly he's, um, that doesn't he's starting surprise to, me. He's starting to get range of motion <laughs> back in his finger and he's stretching it and doing it. Um, it ultimately, I think he'll want to play sooner than uh, the, the team doctors will let him because the, the bone acts. Yeah, he heal. needs to, he so. needs to, if he can get to the bye, let's just get him to the bye. I, yep. I would feel much better about that. I know he's going to want to come back against Jacksonville or whatever. No. I don't even think he's, he's capable of coming back on the, I don't on think the designation. Yeah, because he he was uh, right. placed on IR, so, so he's, he's out for three come, games. As soon as he could come back, would be the Packers. I would be fine with that, especially yeah, after if Seattle bye. can get can take care of the next couple of games. If they can take mm-hmm. care of the next couple of games and come out of this thing with a five hundred record, and then you've got Russell Wilson coming in, I think that's very hopeful. I think you need to do that. I think the yeah. idea out there of uh, you know the season's over therefore we should just tank and throw it all in and maybe hold russ out for the next eight weeks or for the season or whatever come on if we're going to be 500 going into the buy that's a realistic place where you can catch fire and kind of do some damage and sneak up on teams and so forth so that's still in play here the cx also don't have a first round pick so the idea that you're bad, so you tank for for yeah, draft and I'm position. Not, we're, we're not that. We're not those people anyway. We're not that kind of a franchise, and Pete Carroll is definitely not that kind yeah. of a coach. Well, and it's 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 unless you're in a position where you can go, it, you're bad and bad enough where you can put yourself in position to get a Trevor Lawrence or that kind of thing. You should never tank for for draft position. It's just dumb. It just the draft is too much of a crapshoot. This isn't like the NBA where uh, the top like five guys are well-established and you want to get yourself in a position with a lot of lottery balls to get those, one of those five guys, Um, you know, there's, there's just, it's not a, it's not, not a great spot um, in the NFL. I mean, do you want our higher picks? Sure. I mean, it would be nicer if the Seahawks picked in the top 10 once in a while so they can get a left tackle, Um, but they're not going to, they don't have a first round pick this year. So um, they need to be playing to play. They need to be playing to get better. They need to be playing for, for all those things and not tanking for draft position. So I just want to throw that one out there. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can't reach a point this season where they, the season they're, they're done and they can make some changes this year to make next year better. Well, I think that, you know, that's a good point, Keith. And, and to coincide with that too is, you know, they're all norm, no moral victories here right we just mm-hmm. it is what it is but we you can start to begin to evaluate individual players to find out if we do do a reset or we do have to do a rebuild what are we going to rebuild around like what are the what are the things that we have mm-hmm. in place that we can rebuild with what can we add to it 
Um, you know, there's a considerable amount of cap available uh, this year, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of $85 million um, to start with as a baseline. I know that's going to go down a little bit before we even enter the season with some extensions and so forth. But let's talk a little bit about that point in this yes. season where you reach it and you just kind of know, like, is it, is it when playoff contention is eliminated? Is that the time or is it, does it come before that, Keith? I think there's one possibility where it can come significantly earlier than that. And that is losses these next two weeks to New Orleans and Jacksonville. I mean, part of it is it's Jacksonville. If you can't beat Jacksonville, even with your back, and that would be six losses in the first eight weeks. Yeah, there would be two and six coming off. Um, and there's only two teams four, in the NFC right now that are ahead of us, record-wise, believe it or not. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, well, two and six, right? You you will have, have lost to Jacksonville um, in there. You're heading into your bye, and it's just before the trade deadline. And you're going to face the Packers and Cardinals after, after the bye. After the bye, yep. Oof. So you're look you're looking at you're you're Oof. very much looking at the possibility of two and eight after and 10 it's o- and it's over yep. it's over let's yep. just be real and so at at two and six I think that's an opportunity because you're okay, before so the gonna, trade deadline okay let's talk about this really quick so let's talk about let's t- there's a lot of stuff to talk about here but let's talk about the trade deadline but let's also talk about what that really looks like to fans being two and six at the buy with the Packers and Cardinals on the horizon and possibly Russell Wilson returning people are these losses. If you're going to lose against new Orleans and Jacksonville, currently the one in five Jacksonville Jaguars with a new quarterback, new scheme, new system, new coach, et cetera. And you lose to that team at home. Um, there's going to be a lot of question marks, not just about this season, but about the roster, about the trade deadline, about the coaching, about, everything like there will be nothing that's left off the table for discussion so how do you kind of bring it back and hone it in and make sure you're really doing the right thing for the franchise well the thing is that there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of discussions about the future of pete carroll um but pete carroll is going to make that choice i'm sorry and i think that choice no matter what is probably going to happen at the end of the year it's not going to happen during the season True. And, but that's, that's one way or another, but ultimately like this will be one bad year that Pete Carroll will have had in his entire time with Seattle that started in 2010. Okay. But what about, what do you say about the, the folks that, that count the years that even though we made it to the playoffs, we were one and out and expectations were higher. I, sorry, I don't, I don't subscribe to that um the you got to take a look at the overall winning record of the franchise in the last 10 years second only to yeah the new england patriots really i mean yeah and this is a team that that wins every year it makes the playoffs every year um yeah they've had um a lot of one and dones the last few years but they were in the middle of a rebuild um that was supposed to culminate this year and you know the roster yeah. is is in, in part because the pandemic and it caused the salary cap to drop instead of go going up and and other problems or some draft misses that really hurt and other things but you know last year 
the team won the division and um, looked good at times during doing it. And this year, you know, they were supposed to be better and they're not. And uh, there's lots of factors into that. But I think in the end, the big, the, the big, huge, massive changes that some people want, I think they're not going to happen. I want to talk not about getting rid of Pete Carroll, because I don't think that's wise. I don't think that's right for the franchise. This Unless point. it's right for him. Unless it's right for him. If he looks at what we're at, where this team is and is like, I don't want to go through a, re- a big rebuild. Right. And Keith, let's talk about this a little bit, not just briefly, because you know there's a lot to talk about, but there's timelines here that you have to start paying attention to. Pete Carroll's timeline, Russell Wilson's timeline, Bobby Wagner's timeline, Jody Allen's timeline, uh, Ken Norton Jr.'s timeline. All sorts of other players' timelines. All these timelines are kind of need to need to fit a little bit. I think Russell Wilson is at the top of that. It's like, um, does his timeline on his current contract at his age coincide with a rebuild? You know, so that's a big question that's going to need to be answered right away. It's like, do you build a, a franchise if you're going to rebuild everything as Russell Wilson being your centerpiece? And that's a big decision. And who makes when, that decision? When well, Pete Carroll makes that decision. Him and John Snyder, because if Pete Carroll's not, it, unless like I said, unless because this is Carroll, probably, we're we're talking, you know, when you're talking about this significant of a of a rebuild, it seems like it'd be like at least a four year deal, yeah, a, a three year commitment. If if this is a, this is a down year, and so you you have two you have two other years where you're not great, but building, and then you're, you know, then you should, you need to be, you need to be back in the playoffs and, and competing uh, right. after that. And I think this team can get there. And I think Russell Wilson, when was is the last he patient time? enough to wait around for that? That's, to happen? that's the problem is can uh, John Snyder sell him on the speed of the rebuild and that you're going to be able to get back faster than that. And if he can, we can keep Wilson around. You know, if not, Wilson's going to want out because he's going to want an opportunity to, to you know, mm-hmm. go get championships. And I wouldn't blame him. Um, he's he's in that part of his and career. Where could he help the rebound. franchise? I know it's going to be a setback. You know, what and, and I want this to be a brief conversation because this is a longer conversation, and we have much more to talk about. But the uh, the idea of Russell Wilson being the the biggest chip the franchise has to reclaim assets to help not just one position, but spread that asset accumulation over a a larger swath of the team. So Russell Wilson could, you know, we've already talked about the idea of maybe fetching three first round draft picks, maybe a player, maybe an additional pick or two in the later rounds. Do you take a deal like that that comes forward to you um, in, in an off season where you are rebuilding and don't have a first round draft pick is how, how enticing does that look to you? If you are John Schneider. See, and that's, that's a question. God, it really kind of, it, how fast, how big of a rebuild do you think this is going to be? Do you think this is a, well, it's certainly a defensive rebuild. Let's just start a, there. We know is that. It a, is it a one or two year rebuild? Like it depends it was, on if it's like a coaching it was rebuild. Last time. Like if it's a complete coaching overhaul with a with a defensive rebuild and a and an offensive reset, including possibly a new offensive coordinator because the whole thing is going. 
Um, yeah, we're yeah, taking a look at three or four years at least. And I Russell Wilson's probably not going to want to stick around for that. True, now, if but, it's a Pete Carroll rebuild and it's a defense only and it's a defensive coordinator and a, and a rebuild on the defensive side, you keep Russell Wilson and maybe you move on from Bobby Wagner and you take that asset and you turn it into something you could, you could add. Yeah. To. I mean, it, cause it comes down to the whole big picture is, is this a one or two year rebuild? Like it was last time, 2017, uh, the end of 2017, we were new. We we're going to have to reset yeah, and we did and, in 2018 and nine and seven missed the playoffs, came back the following year, um, 10 and six made the playoffs. Right. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a quick turnaround. Yes. The team was less talented, but they won more. Um, everyone kind of bought back in and uh, they went up from there. So it, what, what's this going to look like? What do you think it's going to look like if you are um, John Snyder? If it is a quick turnaround like that, you don't get rid of Russell Wilson. You can't win without him. You can't and win he's without team control. And he's under team Let's just put this out there. He's under team control, under team contract for two more years plus franchise tags. So theoretically, you could keep him for four or five years and... Yeah. And, and not his choice. Yeah. And and you can't win without a franchise quarterback. You can talk about assets and first round picks and all of that, but it doesn't matter how good your roster is, you aren't winning a championship without a quarterback. Right. So Seattle wouldn't even do the a deal unless it could get, get like a top three pick. And this is not the year to yeah. be picking in the draft for a for a quarterback and we don't have a first round pick that we could use to combine with whatever assets we were able to get to move up. So and this isn't a good quarterback year, right? But, right. Like right, this right, isn't, right, right. um, I mean the bears offered them, you know, three first round picks another, like a third round pick and a couple of, of defensive starters. And the six said no, because there was no path to a quarterback. Um, and they, they want to compete. They don't want to start over. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't get a spot where this year is ended. And you're looking at next year because I think ultimately look at Pete. He's, he's 70 years old. He doesn't want to go through a three-year rebuild. He wants to compete. Every he, wants year. To, he wants to compete every year. And you don't do that by trading away your franchise quarterback. Um, you just don't. Okay. Um, so what, that, so let's, let's take that off the table, at least for this discussion. So yeah. let's say we lose the next two Jacksonville and new orleans we get to the buy Packers and Cardinals, possibly likely losses. Let's just call it what it is. We're two and eight. We, we it's a rebuild so yeah. pete stays wilson stays we know the defense needs to be completely revamped what where does that start and how does that look well i think at that point you start you start looking at um what assets do you have that are movable do you start play- the, well first of all do oh. you start with a coaching change at the top defensive coordinator absolutely okay. i think you need i think you need to um because you're 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 going to be starting over, and I think you have to kind of make that call and 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 do what the CX did last year on the offense, and that's just kind of reset the scheme, get some new blood, some new ideas, new reset the scheme. It. You think with yeah. Pete Carroll as the coach, maybe I Pete Carroll kind of steps back a little bit on the defensive com- side, not completely, not in the same way, but maybe you bring back a guy like. Um, a Dan Quinn or a Gus Bradley or um, someone who's been here and has Chris Richard. Someone has been here. They've left. So they've learned some things. Now they bring those thing, things they learned back to this system. Um, and, and 
you know, go with it that way. I think that, that, but I, I would love to see it. Now you and I talked about this too, the Chris Richard thing, a familiar face, a guy that's been very successful on the defensive backside of the equation for the Seahawks went on Mm -hmm. to do some other things, maybe earns an opportunity to be a DC. And I think that would be a good, a good fit for this team and a good fit for Pete Carroll, a guy that he trusts, but a guy that I think that I trust. I don't know if Chris Richard would come back here because of the way he was let go. We'll see. It it really Um, depends on, I I don't know the inside scoop on that. So, um, but anyway, so looking at this, so let's say you, they get to that point and you're going to hit, you're going to, you're, you're going to rebuild, but you're rebuilding not for three years from now, but for next year, how do you get from where you are right now to competitive next year? Um, So who do you build around? Let's talk about that. So well, who on the team right now do you keep and rebuild around? Are we like, talking? Can you name me th- five players? Uh, Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett. No, the, on the uh, defense. Okay, um, on the defense. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm building around uh, Daryl Taylor. Taylor. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm starting there. Building around Daryl. Daryl Taylor. Uh, Alton um, Robinson. Oh, and. Um, you know, just because you don't have Puna Ford's on we just signed Puna Ford for like a two year extension. Yep. So Puna's gonna Puna be there. Puna's gonna be there. I think you're also gonna look at um DJ Reed and Trey Brown as guys that you are gonna and, and, and <laughs> Jamal Adams. Jamal you know, Adams. Unless you can going... trade Jamal Adams, you know, but, but he not... needs to rebuild his his value. But yeah, and and the way his con- he just signed a, a massive deal. Exactly. His contract is really so. so you you've got some guys to build around, and I think that's really what you have to do. You didn't so, mention Bobby Wagner. I didn't. He's in the last year of his contract. He's also older. I and it's a, it's to a point where if you are bad and you're looking to rebuild a little bit, send you. But you're, even if you're rebuilding for next year, you've got to get younger. You've got to get faster. And Bobby Wagner. So do you think you could still, trade Bobby Wagner? As- at either at the trade deadline, which I think is too soon or in the off season before free agency. So why would you, you wouldn't be able to trade him? I guess the, I guess next year he has one year left on his contract with right. um, for 20, yeah, but it's at 20 million. million you'd ha- he'd have to get traded to a place that, that read his deal. But yeah, uh, I think you, if you can, if you could trade him, if you could trade him now and get um, a high draft pick, and then you move Brooks you, into you realize, the middle. You realize that you're, when you say trade him now, you're talking about within two weeks because the trade deadline is after the Jacksonville Jaguar game before the bye. Yeah. So that's, and it, and that's it, two more games with Bobby Wagner under his Seahawks uniform. I mean, people are going to need to take a, a moment here <laughs> and talk about. So let's let's about, do that. We're, we're talking go, about a two and we're talking about a two and six Seahawks team on, that's looking on, ahead to next year. There's hold no. On. We, we're going to go to an ad. I think that's that's what I'm trying to do. We're going to go to a break. We're going to talk about the DraftKings um, sponsorship that we have on the show for the podcast side of the show. And um, so here's the ad. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do... 
you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL game to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restriction apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, for everyone else, let's get right back into it. So, Bobby Wagner. Um, yeah, I, because I think he's going to be he's going to be the guy that's going to give you the most return. And so, if you can move him and move Jordan Brooks into the middle and get an opportunity to evaluate, Jordan Brooks might actually be better in the middle. Yeah, I mean his skill set his his skill set is that he's the um, you know, he he's he was the heir just, apparent to yeah. Bobby Wagner the moment he was drafted. But getting a chance to truly evaluate him in the middle instead of um, on the outside is useful as you prepare for next year. And getting that is a, very true. It, and if you get you look at you have team that is got championship aspirations this year and they know they need the defensive help and they're willing to part with a their first round pick. So you're going to get something in the late twenties or early thirties um in the draft for a guy that will allow you to and it'll allow you to to really evaluate Brooks as a middle linebacker. Remember, you're not playing for this year. This year's over. You're two and six. Well, um, there's a lot of stuff. So, so we're not getting any pressure on the quarterback. We're not getting any tackles for loss. We're not defending the pass. We're literally just crap all over the place. So yeah. so, May- so we've identified Benson is it Benson Mayoa is a you know, you could probably get like a fifth round pick is for someone who's looking for a pass rusher. I think he's just signed for a one year deal though. I here's what No, I, you're you're not you're not looking. These oh, you mean trading, this year. This, this year, year. We're talking about trading him this year right now because yeah. you're 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 pulling the plug on this season. There's no assets six. that anybody wants on this team. Yes, there are. Benson Mayoa, no. Yes, nobody is minutes. going to flip a pick for Benson Mayoa, Keith. They will take the pass rusher with a proven track record. They'll maybe, but it's likely that they're going to pick him up on waivers or only if you cut him or we're yeah. not talking. This isn't an off season move. This is an in season move for a team. That's that's there. They're trying to go win a title. They know they need, Oh, we need another pass rusher. Who's available. You're not going to go cheat. You're not going to be able to trade for a TJ Watt, but you can pick up a situational guy that'll play 20 snaps a game. Um, and that's who Benson Mayo is. And so if you can trade him for a fifth and fifth or sixth round pick, and that we, as a Seahawk team, he doesn't have a future here in Seattle. The guy who does is Alton Robinson. So you, you, you ship, um, Mayo off for a, a late round pick and you play Alton Robinson more snaps. You know, if you can, um, you, those are the types of moves that you can make and increase your your draft capital to make you better next year 
and it's not get, it's not forcing you into a three-year rebuild. Okay, so let's take a look at the best case scenario. Maybe not the best case scenario for rebuilding, but the best case scenario for this year. Seahawks win at, uh, with against New Orleans and Jacksonville, reach the bye at 500, go to the pack, uh, the Packers on the road, and then the Cardinals at home. Um, and they split the that those those games, and they split end the- up 500 after ten, the tenth week. Is that they're still at what? Uh, Seven. seven games yeah with five they'll be, losses they'll be five and five with seven games left and you're yes. getting russell wilson back healthy um so they that could point. theoretically still at that point 10 and seven or so yeah at that point you're looking at getting your getting your quarterback back make they'd and, have to and end the season five and two sure yeah. Is, it po- is it possible entirely it's possible um, especially when you take a look at the cardinals game at the end of the year uh, at the cardinals where they may have sewn this entire thing up and they'll be resting everybody and the seahawks will need that game desperately and that could be another win so yeah there's I mean, some possibilities here that you could sneak but let's be realistic we're not talking about the seahawks being in the super bowl this is just to uphold a tradition of playoff football in seattle but really in name only this is not a very good team well, at this point last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were were not a good team. They were mediocre on offense and fairly bad on defense at the at at um, after six weeks. Yeah. And what happened? They 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 pieced together a couple of wins, and you're like, okay, so they they won, but they didn't look great. And then it started to come around, and as they got closer to the playoffs, they started playing better. And by the time they hit the playoffs, they were yeah, a dangerous no, it can, team. It can happen. I know it can happen. I know and it can happen in the NFL. It happened to this team in 2015. Yeah. Um, and so with the Seahawks, we were three you and have, three in 2016 or 2015, by the way. Yep. And Russell Wilson had just um, uh, hurt his ankle, and then the following week hurt his knee on the opposite leg. He had two bad wheels. Yeah. Never didn't miss a start. Right. Um, but managed to come out and play the team, you know, and, and get them into the playoffs again. They got hot down the stretch. Okay. So, so, so then, this is, so, that, okay. So then that, still a possibility. that ruins your idea of, you know, doing anything at the trade deadline. We kind of stay pat. We're not going oh, yeah. to really go out and get anybody at the trade deadline. We just kind of stay flat. We go finish the rest of the season, maybe limp into the playoffs. Who knows what happens up at that point? Okay. You just got to so, get, in, get into the tournament and see what happens. So the, I don't, okay, I don't so that know. seems like the best case scenario for this team, given where we're at currently. But yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So when you talk to fans out there just giving up right and left and, you know, heads are rolling and all that kind of chatter, we're saying it's not quite time yet to have that conversation. That conversation can be had. But let's see what happens in these next two games. That these really, ne- these, these next, next two games two are games, really crucial. These next two games are, are really crucial. And so, if you're John Snyder, you're plan you're you're planning for both. You have, uh, you have conversations in place to see if maybe you can get a cornerback, um, and find someone some some team that has one, um, that's in the last year of his deal, and so you can you can give him up 
you know, get a toss a fifth round pick at him and get a cornerback that can come in and help. Um, but you're also, you've got conversations in play with contending teams that might need that extra pass rusher or might need um, a big splash and, and fixing a defense by getting a Bobby Wagner and seeing if you can, um, you know, pick up, the, you're not going to do both. It's going to be one or the other. There's going to and- be no better time to get value for Bobby Wagner than a team that's contending that needs Bobby Wagner, like yeah. that would put them over the top. I mean, they could literally toss a because a team like that is going to be a late round pick anyway. Yep. So they're thinking late round first pick, first round pick, or Bobby Wagner. Let's get the the deal. We've got one year left on his deal. We could probably extend that. Get you know, turn a one year deal into a three year deal that's that's backloaded and let's go get him kansas Um, city chiefs wow yeah yeah i mean let's face it what they they need help on defense their defense isn't good um they need leadership on defense and they they could use a linebacker that does the things that bobby wagner does um interesting and with him they become a much stronger Super Bowl contender than without him. And that's not just because he's awesome, but I just mean it, it's a, it's a fit of need and yeah, they're going to, they're looking at as, as a team that, and as a Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl culture, there, having mm-hmm. a player come in that's already been to the Super Bowl twice himself is instant credibility on that team. Yeah. And so, and, and you're looking at from their point of view, they're like, our worst case scenario is that we're going to give up the 26th pick in the draft for two years of Bobby Wagner. And our best case scenario is we're going to give up the 32nd pick in the draft for two years of Bobby Wagner. Like it, it, they, they would do it. I really think they would do it. Um, but we're also talking about John Snyder needing to have those conversations so that he's mm-hmm. ready. If the team goes, Oh, and two and the conversations for acquiring a cornerback, or you know that kind of thing that needs to happen if the team goes two and zero. What do you do if the team goes one and one? They lose this week to New Orleans, and then they beat Jacksonville, which is the likely scenario. It really is the most likely scenario. And we're still three and six, three and five, three and five at the bye. Yep, three and five at the bye with those two really rough games with coming an up. outside shot. A yeah. wild card at the last wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a it's a rough spot to be in, but we're it is rough. Seen, you've seen the um the Rams start to drop back and and Arizona's kind of doing its thing and I don't we'll think we need to Ari- worry about Arizona anymore. Uh, you said that earlier. There's no reason to really pay attention to the Cardinals anymore. They're in a class yeah. by themselves, they've established that. I think they're on their way. And they're not a factor in where Seattle needs to be. Yeah, at least not the playoffs. At least not right now. I'm still not, not right convinced now. that I'm not convinced that they're not going to drop back um, to the pack. I don't think they're as good as their record and it's possible. national pundits. You know where it's are. possible. I think they could lose to the Seahawks mm-hmm. twice. It, it's it's entirely possible the way that it kind of works out this way. Okay, I think that's enough. You yeah. know, well, we could speculate for hours, and we and we do, but. Um, there's there's more to this conversation. I think this is just the beginning of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have conversations, conversation like this probably throughout, throughout the year, throughout unless the, year the team gets hot. Yeah, yeah. And and the um, 
it's an unusual spot to be in, to be completely frank. I mean, it's, uh, I didn't expect this when I did my predictions at the beginning of the year, as you did. Um, I was fairly optimistic. I was more optimistic than you were. Um, I thought this team had a chance to get to 13 wins and go the fourth year with an increased record. Um, they had an extra game to do it this year, but it didn't seem like it was out of the realm of possibility given the roster on paper looked we outstanding. Really thought that, we really thought the defensive line was going to be better. Yeah, I'm still I mean, not sure what's going on there. I really am not. I just haven't quite figured it out yet. But um, I don't because I mean they it was such a it was such a thing to get Carlos Dunlap back, and he was so good for the team last year. And then you know they they had to deal with the cap and all of that stuff, but they were able to get him back on the roster. And with T- Taylor and Taylor and everyone and Robinson coming back in his second year and Kerry Hyder coming in who had yeah. nine nine and a half sacks last year. In this the was, same defense. This was supposed to be the the defensive line was supposed to be this great strength that was going to help Woods them coming back. That was going to help them cover up the fact that the cornerbacks were bad, and instead, it's been this glaring weakness instead of this great strength, and that's why the defense is one of the worst in the league. Is because I this think having Jamal Adams, if they if they put Jamal Adams at the line of scrimmage and threaten to blitz him on every play, maybe that helps because yeah. then it, that opens up that they need to account for him and so that opens up you know one less double team on dunlap or whoever else so any anything okay yep. let's wrap this up follow keith on twitter at myers nfl i'm at nwc hawk the show is at uh, hawks playbook on twitter seahawksplaybook.com is our website follow us on your favorite podcast and uh youtube platform and subscribe so until next time go hawks go hawks Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.